The weather is finally getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year, like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost like the middleman that passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. I am so excited. I have two gorgeous, lightweight cashmere sweaters coming my way. One camel, one heather gray. I cannot wait to wear them in the warmer months when it's chilly in LA. Throwing them over my shoulders. Going to look so cute. Can't wait. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash judging Megan for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash judging Megan to get free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash judging Megan. And now back to the podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you're so inclined to leave me a review on Apple, it helps people find me easier. And you can always go to my website, judgingmegan.com. You can send me questions. You can send me complaints, although I hope there's none. You can send me whatever you want to send me. But what is even better is you can also donate a buttery Chardonnay to me. So instead of buying me a coffee, we all know that I enjoy a buttery Chardonnay. I don't really use it to drink my buttery Chardonnay. Like I've said before, I'll do that on my own. But I use it to support my my uh, my podcast, which is something I'm really happy and thankful to be able to do. And it helps me pay Danny, my fabulous producer. And it helps me do what I love to do, which is telling stories, interviewing people, fabulous people like Wayne that we're about to talk to. And um, it helps me follow a dream, which, believe it or not, I never a couple of years ago would have even have known what a podcast was. So. It's pretty interesting how our life evolves and changes and things happen in our lives that we don't even expect. With that, I am going to introduce Wayne Forrest. He is um, a life mastery consultant, uh, a motiv- which is a motivational speaker, and also has done a TED Talk. He is, I've read his whole bio. I can't wait to dig in and listen to what he has to tell us and hear his story because it's extremely ins- inspirational. And I'm just so grateful to have him on the show today. So hi, Wayne. How are you? Uh, thank you, Megan. It's a pleasure to be on your show, mate. And I'm great. Okay. Well, I love that you say mate. And I do have to tell my audience like blonde moment and complete moron moment i did not realize that new zealand time was like a day is this something like people don't know i I had no clue so we were actually supposed to record earlier in the week and the like day of he wayne and i were like emailing each other and he's like oh i'm ready to record in 45 minutes i'm like what are you talking about i thought it's tomorrow so forgive me yes i'm a blonde and i don't know if you've experienced like such a ditzy blonde moment before when you you're, you've been recording with somebody, but I would like to apologize in advance for that. No worries, mate. It happens a little bit. Um, 
At least you didn't call me Australian. That that's even worse, mate. Oh, then I would be in big trouble, right? Yeah. Well, would you like, even be doing this interview? Because I was with a friend last night, my our friend Andrew, who is Australian. And what is the deal with New Zealand and Australian? Like, why does everybody get so all up in arms if you confuse the accents? Can you just tell me that really quick? It's it's that competitiveness, I think, uh, Megan. You know, it's like yeah. it's like the Big Brother. It's like uh, a Canadian being called uh, American. You know, it's it's that rivalry. It's it's because we are uh, brothers in arms in a lot of ways. But, yeah. But we have that competitive streak that, you know, we don't like Big Brother uh, beating us to the punch <laughs> or being called. Uh, it's like having a sister that looks a little bit like you and someone mistakes you for your sister and, and calls you her name. It's just not the know. same. No, it's yeah. not the same. I, I understand that. Yeah. You're like, I'm my own, I'm my own country. I'm my own person. I'm not. Yeah, I get it. I get it. So I would just like to say I'm so grateful and impressed by your story. And I always start by just basically asking you about your life and how you got to where you are today. I know you've been through quite a bit. And um, I before we started recording, you told me you had your kids very young. Um, But I would like to hear like where you grew up. I would like to hear about your life and how you got to where you are today. I grew up in a little uh, country village on the east coast of New Zealand um, in a farming uh, family. So I grew up on the front of my grandfather's horse uh, pretty much uh, and immersed myself into that lifestyle of farming. So every time I could get away from my mum, uh, and my nap times, I was out on the farm pretty much. And uh, then one day I was told I had to go to school. <laughs> and I didn't didn't think that was very fair at all. I was quite happy uh, in that lifetime uh, lifestyle. And um, But school had sport, and I loved sport as well. So growing up, I immersed myself in those two things, farming, outdoors, horses, uh, you know, that kind of lifestyle and sport. And so when I left school, I could pretty much do a man's job already. I was able to um, do a man's job from probably the age of 10, 11. uh, And I was a work unit on the farm and I loved sport. I did a bit of traveling. I met my first wife overseas. Uh, we got married pretty young. I had twin daughters first up, and I was playing uh, what we call rugby here in New Zealand. And um, this particular day, I was asked to captain my team, and um, I was pretty proud of that. And uh, right in the last minutes of the game, I made a terrible mistake and uh, put myself in a position which caused me to dislocate my neck. Uh, And all of a sudden, I couldn't breathe. Uh, I was paralyzed from uh, chest down or the nipple line down. and my life changed from that moment. I I can remember waking up in hospital five days later after some good drugs. And um, I can remember thinking this is just a terrible dream. And my life from that moment was many mornings or many times waking up thinking, oh, my God, I'm still in this dream. Uh, and, you know, the shame that came from that with uh, being this real physical, outdoors sort of a bloke that uh, loved the sport to not being able to uh, even feed myself. Uh, I had to rely on other people to take me to the toilet. 
things like that. That was really big for this, you know, shy country boy that was very independent. Um, and let let me ask you a question: How old were you at that point? You were still really young, right? Yeah, I was twenty five. My twenty five. My twin and 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 a young parent. You had young children at home. You had toddlers at home. And I, I've heard stories about. I actually went to high school with somebody that was a football player and injured, dove into the ocean and became paralyzed. And he was a very he was a very good athlete. And I know, especially, and I'm guessing for you, it's like your life is over. Like, how do you like? What was that feeling like? Waking up in the hospital, not being able to take care of yourself, and knowing, like. How do how do you even in your head like wrap? How do you do, move on? How do you go on when that happens to you? How did you go on? Bloody good question, Megan, and it's one that I'm asked quite often, and and it's one step at a time. Uh, yeah, it's it's the same as losing your best friend uh, from a death. You know, it, it's. You have to go through the motions. You you have to have the morning. You have to be angry. You you go through all those different feelings. So you go through the seven stages of grief, I would assume, where you're in like denial. You go through anger, all of the things yeah. that you're like, wait a second. Like we take we. I mean, we take being able to walk. It's like you just that's something you just know for twenty five years this is my body. And you don't even think that that would ever be taken away. Right. So. Yeah. it's Go it, ahead. It's a process, Megan, you know, it's, it's, it's going through those stages. And for me, I was quite lucky. I had, had a vision and I had the two little girls, right. And I was a pretty hands-on dad uh, because we had twins. <laughs> so you can imagine. Uh, having kids yourself, having two at the same time, uh, I was pretty full full on with them, uh, and so that that helped pull me into creating a new life. But I had to start over. I, I had to bury. Yeah. I had to bury the old me, uh, and I created strong visions to. First one was to go back to my love of farming, uh, and that helped mm -hmm. uh, because that motivated me in creating strength and power and, and pushing myself. And, and I would assume you, like, being outside was probably therapeutic for you. Uh, yeah, very, very much so. Um, so, you know, it gave me a driver to have that vision to go back to the farm gave me a real driver to to get better and better and better um, and improve so I could become independent again because I lived also out in the wop wops as we say here in the New Zealand uh, what is the wop wait back up what is a wop wop <laughs> is that like the woods is that like the middle of nowhere I need to know what a wop wop is it's the middle of nowhere, Megan. It, it's, you know, <laughs> up a dirt road, you know, way up in yeah. the hills. And that's, okay. that's where I lived. So you can imagine uh, a guy in a wheelchair that needs support up in the yeah. middle of nowhere. And um, yeah. so, you know, it gave me goals to become independent, drive on my own, uh, and once I started to do things like that, I was able to then run my farm again. Uh, sadly, my marriage didn't survive, um, but that wasn't all bad because it wasn't quite right anyway. Uh, and yeah, by that not surviving, I met my second wife now um, through helping me on the farm and. Um, helping me look after the the twins when I had them and things like that, and um, over time we fell in love and now we've got two more kids. Um, yeah, so 
it's surprising how if you just keep moving forward how life starts to happen and um these days i actually design my life uh through my uh education through being a life master consultant i have learned to create a dream and live into that dream and create it on purpose instead of just you know letting life happen to me um which those days it did uh but it's surprising um how creating a vision pulls you into uh creating a life that you can start to enjoy and love again don't you find it interesting how some people I, I'm like you, we kind of chatted in the beginning before we recorded about everything happening for a reason, right? And some of the worst things that happen are the best things that can happen in a weird way, like a gift, like the most pain of like loss or death or for you having to like basically restart your life and learn how to like live and farm again and do all the things that you just could do very easily before. How do you think that you had that mindset? Do you think like you talked about your kids, that was your way, your reason for going on. But I meet a lot of people that have had like accidents or things and they just kind of give up. They don't have that mindset of, well, I have to go on. There's no choice. Like I'm going to go on. And I speak for myself when I tell you, and my listeners know this, that a few years ago, I found myself in the worst pain that I've ever been in, in my life, like stemming from childhood trauma, stemming from just the pain of like situ situational things that I was going through. And I just thought, and I was like, I'm done. I don't want to be here anymore. And I found myself um, suicidal like I was. And I'm very open and I talk about that a lot. Um, but I, I somehow was like, this isn't okay. If I, if I have my two little girls that I have to live for, I have to figure out a way to pick myself up. I've done it my whole life and I'm going to do it again. And I find it amazing and really inspirational to hear that you decided you made the conscious choice, which we all have the gift of choice in our lives, right? To pick yourself up and keep going. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Do you run across people that are just like, I'm done. I don't want to go on. I want to give up because I've, you know, whether they've gone through an accident like you've gone through or whatever it is in life, how do you, what do you say to people like that, that you must meet just being a speaker like you are? That's a, a very good question, Megan. Um, and, and I don't, there's not one answer that fits all, but mm -hmm. it, it comes down to a real powerful question. What would you love? And, and even though, the shit has hit the storm, you know, whatever's going on, we can choose to ask ourselves a question. Do you want to give up or do you want to create something? And, and if you wanted to create something, what would you love to create? And what would and you love? I love that. That makes me cry. <laughs> what would you love? I love that. That's amazing. You know, we, we can have these circumstances. We can have the dark nights, right? Mm -hmm. And and I believe that they are part of the journey of, of helping us understand what this life is about. <laughs> we have a death that we have a born date and we have a death date. We have an experience in between and we can choose to create that, that uh, experience by design or by default. And 
what you're talking about here is people that are stuck in the mindset that life is happening to me. Mm-hmm. Poor me, my circumstances, my situations, my my depression, anxiety, or my accident in my case happened to me. What if it's happening for you, through you, and that becomes a level of awareness that this is just an experience? to help create awareness of consciousness. And what I mean as consciousness is that there is this power with us, whatever you like to call it. There's space around you. That space has intelligence. And if we go into the metaphysics and quantum physics, Metaphysics means, right, that what we think, we create. Quantum physics just simply means that everything is vibrating at different levels. Even the desk that is solid or the concrete outside is vibrating. It is 99.999% space vibrating at different levels that make it feel solid. So the wood that you are knocking on right now on your desk is solid, but it's still 99.99% space and it is vibrating a certain vibration, right? So this is starting to be proven in quantum physics. Now that space has intelligence. Guess what? You and I are made up of 99.99999% space. That's vibrating. That's intelligence. Same with just the space around us. It's space. It's got intelligence, right? Yeah. So, So this is this idea of tying that back in that, This is an experience of consciousness, which is that space, that intelligence, that this dark night that you have gone through is perfect. It's the perfect storm for you to create awareness of the intelligence and this experience of life that we get to live. And when you start to look at it in those eyes, all of a sudden this experience doesn't become so dark. It's so it's what you're saying, first of all, is amazing. Second of all, I want to ask you, are you you've got to be spiritual? I think you t- we kind of chatted about that. Did spirituality help you through this if if you are spiritual great question and no um not at the beginning i've actually okay the journey for me has created the spirituality and the awareness so hence why i've i've spoken to it in such a way is because that understanding has come with the the journey and the discovery and the learning and being curious uh, and asking different questions about why. Yeah. Why? Yeah. So why, like, what do you think made you, like, was there a moment where you became spiritual? Was there something that happened along the way? Because you're saying you weren't and then you became and then the whys. Like, was there some a moment? Well, I started to, it, no, yes and no, you know, okay. that it was a journey. It was definitely a journey in different moments during it. You know, I started getting curious about, oh, why, why did this happen to me? Um, and, and starting to ask different questions. What if, what mm-hmm. if this is actually for me? 
And um, as I went along, of course, life happened to open different doors and different people walked through those different doors that gave me little pieces of my own puzzle. Uh, And I can only speak from my truth or my inner truth, right? That's going to be different for everybody. And what I'm talking at right now isn't going to relate to everybody. But certain people will go, hmm, there's something curious about this. This kind of resonates, right? We all have this inner intuition or knowing that, oh, this has kind of got my ears pricking up. I kind of like what he's saying. It feels like it's true or it's truth. And we start to get curious about that and we start to explore it more and we we learn our own truth along the way and that will change as we go through this experience. And it was until I, um, there was a number of things. To answer your question a little bit more, Megan, is I started running my farm again, right? And I realized I achieved my original goal. And it was like, wow, I want something else now. Uh-huh. I was like, I've done that. I've I've run my farm again after my accident, which was huge. Yeah, it's a huge deal. Yeah, and I asked the question, man, I want something else. Be careful what you ask for because I got an email the next day saying uh, there's a pilot course in New Zealand for extreme outdoor activities for people with disabilities integrated with people without, like paragliding, abseiling, scuba diving, whitewater rafting, canoeing, all these things, and I've got no balance at all, and I'm thinking, holy sh- <laughs> how am I? how am I going to do that, right? How am I going to do these activities? It was a, it blew my mind, and I'm like, okay, I have to do this. I was I was scared to put it simply of these activities and it pushed me out of my comfort zone and all of a sudden I was doing these activities and what happened was really strange I was the one with the disability but there was people without physical disabilities on these courses that were um, scared of heights or being under the water. And it really leveled the playing field. And I naturally started helping people push through their fears. And by doing that, I started to feel good about my experience. And it took my mind off my problem. And that's how I got into helping people in life coaching because. That led to another thing, which was helping teenage boys at college to, you know, stay at college or stay at school or whatever, help them grow in that area. And then, of course, went into self-development. And my beautiful wife now is my muse. She sent me a, a, a lady called Mary Morrissey from the Brave Thinking Institute in L.A., and I started doing an online course with her, and she sent me free tickets to her show in LA, three-day show called the Dream Builder Weekend. And where there was something in me just saying, "Do it, do it," just like the extreme activities, something was telling me, "Do it." And so I jumped at it. Me and my wife went over to LA, did the three-day live show, and I was home. I knew that I wanted to be a Life Mastery Consultant, so I signed up with the Brave Thinking Institute to do my certification. And this was all the journey of waking me up in my awareness 
And then, of course, when I entered that study of self-development and what I teach now is laws and principles, spiritual laws and principles of transformation. And, of course, when you start teaching something and learning something and living it, it becomes part of you and that awareness starts to waken up even more. And now I just love where I am because I know that it's all part of the journey and this life is seeking through me for my own growth. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. This time of year is the worst. I feel like I can't do anything and I can't enjoy my dinner because I can't taste my food and I can't work out because I feel tired and distracted. I can't even feel like I can host this show because my voice sounds like a duck. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D, designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. I feel like I've been using Claritin D for probably a few months now, and I have really noticed a difference. I can work out. I'm not feeling like my eyes are watering and my nose is all stuffed up. I can speak without feeling like a frog has jumped into my throat. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Honestly, you're making me cry. Everyone that listens to my podcast knows that I cry almost every episode all the time, but I love everything you're saying. And I just think it's amazing. I also wonder if those voices that were saying, um, talking to you, if that was, I believe in God, I believe in like spirituality and God, maybe that was, I mean, there's a reason why all of those things happened and you didn't, you were determined not to give up. And instead of using what happened to you, my dad, um, passed away when I was 13. And when he was sick with leukemia, he used to say this because he was just, he was awesome. He would say, well, I never asked God why, sorry, this makes me sad. I never asked God why I I was given like everything I want out of life and so lucky. So why would I ask why I would get sick, you know? Um, and I was always like thought of that as so amazing. And it just kind of, I think I'm emotional because it reminds me a little bit of you and like how you decided to take what happened to you and turn it around. And it's just, it's, it's wonderful. It's amazing. And you should be so proud of yourself. I sound like I'm somebody's parent. I'm not your parent, Wayne. And I'm sorry I'm saying that, but it's just very, very amazing. And you're an amazing, amazing person. That's beautiful, Megan. And, and thank you. Um, and I totally get that, you know, and everyone has that ability and power to choose for, um, I think it is to just look for the seed. It it doesn't have to be something that's right there. It can be a seed of opportunity to create something great out of, out of the situation that we face, and especially in the world today. You know, we all know that the world is chaos, is fear, and there's so much going on. I believe that there's this beautiful seed of opportunity to create even a better humanity, a better world, uh, even in this COVID stuff and, and in the in the darkest, darkest times that we're in. Yes. 
building, building, I said this to Melissa, my last guest, it's like building a fire almost and finding other people that are on the same wavelength as you and, you know, using their, their things and their difficulties in life to try and change the world and make it better. And it's like lighting a fire and that fire spreads, right? And instead of all the horrible things that are going on in the world, maybe there's a chance that we can make things better. And that might, I say this all the time, I'm very Pollyanna about things like that, but I, I mean, what's the alternative giving up and just being like, okay, like everything sucks. And you know, like, what are we supposed to do? Dead right, mate. And, and it comes back to that question that I said at the beginning. What would you love in this situation, in this moment? It, it, it's a real powerful question. You know, it, it'll bring different answers for different people, right? But if you can, I'm a great believer that if you can see it, vision, what would you love, and you can feel it, then it's bloody possible. Right? And and if it's possible, all we we only need one percent or even point one percent possibility to live into that. Live into that seed. That is the seed of of possibility. And a seed can grow into amazing big powerful trees. Right? So so all we have to do is hold that even slightest possibility and keep living into that possibility because that will turn into something fantastic and great. I, I'm, I'm, I love all of this. Can you tell me a little bit about your TED Talk, How Struggle Helps Us Grow? Is this all kind of in line with what you talked about? Very much so. It, it's it's a lot of deep messages in there. Um, it's obviously my experience, and we've talked about a little bit of that. You know, of the of the accident, uh, how I felt, you know, and the choices that I made to create a vision, step into the fear, um, and have courage. You know, that's that courage and creating a decision to step towards the vision, even though I was scared, I was afraid, and how that I learned that it's a matter of this life is the way we think is what creates our reality. So even though looking at the outside of me breaking my neck or dislocating my neck, being in a wheelchair for the last 26 years uh, without being able to use my hands may look like it's difficult and I could quite easily take on that belief and thinking that way, but I choose to switch that thinking into that possibility that this can be easy this can be wonderful i'm going to take every experience i possibly can and learn and by doing that i'm created a life that i love let me ask you a question and i think about this a lot i mean we're only here like think about how quickly a decade goes by right decade goes by so fast and our lives go so fast. Like, I can't even believe that I'm in my 40s. Unfortunately, I still think, like, the, I'm very immature and I still feel like I'm in my 20s. You know, like, that's the thing. We wish, like, I only wish, like, I had the knowledge of my 40s, but, like, was still in my 20s. You know, <laughs> like, I, everything goes so fast. And my question to you is, as horrible as the accident was and how like everything you've gone through, right? Would you trade to go backwards? 
if you could have made the choice not to make that step, you know, or like hurt yourself in the rugby game. I mean, obviously you didn't want what happened to you to happen, but would you like, would you be the person that you are today? Like is what I'm really asking. We would never know, right? You'd never know. We would never know because life has, has its own story. Right. And, um, and, but I, I do think about this often as yeah. most people would. Right. And, um, what I've learned and the awareness that I've created around, uh, squeezing the best out of life, as you could say, even though I'm in a wheelchair, um, mm-hmm. I love, right. I absolutely love, I've got, I've got, uh, four children, three grandchildren. I got a beautiful wife. I've got uh, a beautiful little farm of 17 acres here in New Zealand. I, I've got a beautiful life, right? And I've created that because of the awareness I've created through having my accident and understanding the mechanics of how we create a life. Yeah. I and just, I'm, if, I'm, if, oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I interrupted you. If I was still um, back in the old life before my accident, there's the risk that I would be still working very hard physically. I would be still looking for the love that I was lacking that I now know that also created my accident. And what I mean by that, I had a story in my head that I was never good enough. I was always a little bit underweight on the rugby field. Uh, I was always um, trying to prove myself to whoever um, that I was the big man. My ego was always trying to to prove that I could outdrink anybody or outplay anybody or outwork anybody. And that same voice in my head put me in the position that created the opportunity for me to dislocate my neck because no one was going to take the ball off me. And because I had that mental attitude, it put me in a position where I made a mistake. And and you can call that fate. You can call that whatever that is. But my point is, would I still be feeling that I'm not good enough if I hadn't had my accident because now I know that that uh, understanding of where that comes from and and I am giving myself love instead of beating myself up because I've made a mistake or because I'm uh, funny looking six foot three skinny guy that uh that found himself awkward around other people um now i'm so much more confident and happier within myself because of the journey of my accident and the choices i've made and the questions that i've asked myself along that journey if that makes sense. No, so I love that. And and I, I think honestly, that, Yeah, go on. Go ahead. I honestly can say that I, I love who I am now. Yeah. I I I I meet people like all the time and interview people all the time. And you know, I I find that people that have gone through 
hard, the hardest things in life, like your accident and where are, are the most inspirational people. And also just like so much more interesting to be around. Sometimes I get angry. I I have this, I was telling somebody a few weeks ago on the show, like it makes me resentful still because I still have the anger that I'm working through when people are like, haven't gone through anything. Right. It's just like, Oh, like you have this, you have that, you have this, like you've never gone through the loss or grieve or gone through grieving of a parent or, you know, any of the things, divorce, injuring themselves, like you, nothing. It just seems like everything is like easy. Right. And then I think about it and I'm like, well, the hardest things that I personally have gone through in my own life, which suck. And I wish I didn't, I mean, all the loss and all the things. And then the past couple of years and where I am now, like I wouldn't, I don't think I would trade all the pain and all the things I went through to be in the position and the place that I'm in right now, you know? And I think that the, that when you talk about like, oh, that happened. Yeah. Like, would you not have wanted the accident to happen? Of course you wouldn't. You wouldn't wish that on anybody to go through that pain and all of the things that you had to go through. And, but it did in, in the, in the most amazing way, turn you into this amazing person that can say one of the coolest things I've ever had somebody ever say to me, which is what, what would you love? Like, I don't think that people could say that unless they've been through something like you've been through. I think, yeah. And I totally get that, Megan. And I also understand now too that all those people that are going through life, right, they are perfect the way they are. Their, their journey is for them, just like our journey is for us. Yeah. I totally, I totally understand that uh, the life that we are dealt now is perfect for each one of us. So even though that we might have gone through the pain and the real dark night in our life, um, everyone, everyone's life is, is just perfect the way it is. Uh, and they have their journey to go. And their shit or their heartache or dark night is different to ours, but it's perfect for them. And mm -hmm. that's on different levels. So we can then look at, at even though someone looks like life is going perfectly for them, they've still got their journey and it's, and it's, they are learning their life lessons in this journey. And that really gives me a understanding that we're meant to have this, this, um, it's individual to me and it's individual to you because you'll take exactly what you need from your journey. And so will I. And then also what you're doing in your life is turning it around and helping others, which is the best thing I think that you can do. I think that helping others is brings me a lot of happiness and fulfillment. And it sounds like you're mm -hmm. similar. Um, I, I say at the end of my podcast, which I'll say again right now, my dad used to say, be happy by making others happy. And it sounds like you're a big believer in that. And selfishly, when I find myself in situations where I can try and do something for somebody else, I find myself the happiest. It's better than any pair of shoes or handbag or anything that I can, you know, you can't like shop or get ever at, at this kind of happiness is unlike any other. And I'm sure you would agree with that. Oh, perfectly, Megan. And there's a lovely quote that um, I've been saying re recently, and I can't remember who said it, uh, but it it says the, hap uh, the love for which we are seeking in our own lives 
is actually in the giving of others. So in other words, you know, we all have a part of us that is feeling unloved, right? And that the healing of that is actually in the service of others and helping others. So that's the way to heal that part of you that is hurting, is to actually go out there and give and yeah. service of others. Yeah, and it, and you're living your life that way, and I love it. Um, what Can you tell me like what you're doing today, some of the things that you do? Because I'm so impressed by you have your co-creator of can you talk about your your club the chb swim yeah yeah that came about uh because my younger two children i was at one of their school swimming sports and i couldn't believe uh here in new zealand we're surrounded by water we're two big islands we've got lakes we've got rivers and so many of these 10, 11, 12-year-olds were scared of the deep water in the pool. Uh, and um, I, we have a lot of drownings here in New Zealand. So um, it started up the idea that I wanted to do something about that. So I got a couple of locals involved that were big movers in school and pool, and we created a charity um, or a non-profit organization called for CHB Swim for Lives. And we do a big swim-a-thon every year where the swimmers actually do links and raise money so that we can create programs to help um, create uh, um, um, education around deep water for school age children. Um, so that that's how that came about. Um, so we raised money for uh, programs to help teach kids to survive in deep water and, um, and learn to swim. Uh, so that we that's have amazing. I love that. And then what, and then what else are you doing? Are you doing, are you still like, what else is ahead for you? I see great things, right? Oh, I love, I love speaking on stages. Um, okay. I, I, that I seem to come alive when I'm having these conversations. And I like to say, speaking my truth uh, and to audiences that want to hear it, of course. And um, so that's always uh, part of the dream is getting up and speaking in front of people and, and inspiring people to create the most out of their own lives. Uh, and um, also of creating a movement of kindness and unity. Um, I've got a private Facebook group at the moment. Can uh, I, be in, can I is, be in the group? Because I would like to be in the group. You are more than welcome. Anyone's welcome. That, I love it. Uh, is you know, it's about creating. It's so important unity in this environment that we find ourselves in. Um, I'm a great believer in choice, and that we should be able to um, listen to our own truth or intuition and create uh, what we believe is right. Um, and um, so this is about creating kindness and unity in our world that we find ourselves in today. Um, so I'll give you those links so you can put well, in the show I, notes. I hope, I, I hope that I'm accepted because I would like to join. Um, well, in closing, I am so sorry that it took so long for us to to meet each other and actually get this podcast going. I also had a couple interruptions during the recording with my young, my seven-year-old coming in, trying to get, talk to me about her lunch. Uh, my dog was opening the door. My dog's name is Ruthie. I, she's RBG is her real name, but I call her Ruthie and she's a chocolate lab. And she kept 
opening and shutting the door during the recording. Also, we had a couple like, because of the connection, we had a little bit of lapse and had to like stop and start. But I can, I honestly want to tell you, I find you amazing. I find you inspirational. I find you fascinating. I'm sure people tell you this every day, but when I can be kind of stopped in my tracks by, by like three words, what will for, what would you love? I love that you said that. I think it's amazing. I'm going to think about this. Um, and I just am so grateful to meet you. I hope we keep in touch. I hope that you let me be part of your Facebook group. If you don't, I'll know that you didn't really like me after this interview. And, um, <laughs> and also thank you for teaching me what a WAP WAP is. Is that what it's called? Living in the woods? WAP WAP? And the WAP WAPs. The WAP WAPs. Okay. Well, so now I know about the yeah, WAP WAPs. Yeah. One day my dream is to go to New Zealand. So when I do, I'll look you up. And I just, in closing, want to say thank you again, Wayne. You're an amazing, amazing person. And you're part of the reason that I do this. And I'm so lucky to share my with my audience your amazing story and your amazing presence as a human being on this planet. Where can people find you? Where can my listeners find you? Mate, I'll give you those links. I will... Um send you the private Facebook link and you can put okay. that in the show notes. Uh, okay. That, that would be a good start. Um, okay. And, and are I'm you on, on Instagram? What's your Instagram for my Wayne listeners? Forrest. Okay. Wayne Forrest with two R's NZ. Um, and my, um, I've got a free downloadable uh, meditation if anyone wants it to. It's on wayneforrest.com. So that's to us, but I'll give okay. you those links. Okay, perfect. Well, I know my audience is going to love this episode. I'm so grateful. And in closing, like I mentioned earlier, and I know Wayne can probably relate to this. My daddy used to tell everyone that he met or not everyone he met, but he lived his life. He was a great, great person. And he would say, be happy by making others happy. And Wayne. That's what you're doing. So keep doing it. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. And be happy by making others happy. So in the beginning of the episode, I told you about this product, Dose. I'm not kidding. I I'm I hate when I'm like listening to podcasts or different things where they're like, go out and get it. And it's like, you know, a lip liner or like, some deodorant that doesn't work and actually you still have BO after you use it. When I tell you that I use Dose every single day, I do. It's this delicious little shot. I keep the box because I'm a subscriber over my refrigerator so it reminds me every day to take one. And I just feel much better about myself and my buttery Chardonnay intake by taking one every day. If you go to my website, judgingmegan.com, your first order, you have a discount of 15% by using the code JUDGINGMEGAN15. This is a one-time first order purchase. If you buy a subscription like I have, you get a total of 30% off of the subscription because your first um, your first order is already 15% off. And then you put in my code, it's a total of 30%. Please go on my website, read the disclaimer. This does not cure liver issues. This does not cure um, cancer. This does not cure um, if you're feeling bad about yourself by drinking a shot of something. But I will tell you, I feel much better about myself and more healthy when I take one every single day. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. 
As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, Information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C O R I E N T.com. Corient.com.